Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. So back in 2002, Edward Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg's father, gave him a very interesting choice. I'm going to describe what this choice is to both Jay, the producer of this podcast, and Robin, my wife, and see what choice they would have made. And you should think about it too, what choice you would make. And if you would make a similar type of offer that Edward Zuckerberg made to Mark Zuckerberg when he was 18 years old, way before Facebook, before he went to college, what choice would you have chosen? Let's go to Jay and Robin. So... Jay and Robin, here is the question I have for you guys. Okay. Let's say, uh, Jay, you first. Let's say you're about to go to college and your dad comes up to you and says, or your mom, but let's just say your dad. Your dad comes up to you and says, Jay, I'm giving you a choice. You can either go to Harvard and I will pay the whole way through Harvard or I will buy you a McDonald's franchise and the McDonald's franchise is yours. You can do with it whatever you want. You could, you could run a McDonald's franchise. And just so you know, the average McDonald's franchise owner makes about 200,000 a year, but because right. your father is buying it for you, you would make more than that because you wouldn't have to deal with, you know, the rent and interest costs and stuff like that. Right. Okay. So you're asking me, so which you'd, one make like, I you'd make like three or 400,000 a year, maybe. Right. Okay. So you're asking me which one will I choose? So yeah, and you're, you're 18 this... years old, Harvard or McDonald's franchise. And let me just say in advance, Mark Zuckerberg's dad made him this offer. Okay. Just 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 to put it out there. So I'm trying to think as a white person and not an Asian <laughs> without Asian no, parents. No, no, okay. no, Jay, think as you. This is you. Yeah, 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 right, 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 right. Yeah, because like I I I I just wanted to say that that scenario would never happen because my parents are Asian, so like they would never <laughs> offer give me that uh options. But if it's me, I mean, um, right now I would take the I would take the McDonald route rather than the Harvard route. Why is that? Well, because like I want like 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 how much you so can... all your friends be going off to Harvard and right, right. like having fun, going to parties, and then they're going to graduate and they're going to have a Harvard degree. Maybe who knows how much a Harvard degree makes? And right, actually, let me just look. You know, I should have googled this in advance, but how much? Does 
the average Harvard graduate make? Uh, pops up right away, that question. Oh, uh, the average well, makes, the first year out, they make 90,000 a year. 90,000 a year. But like, but if my, my, my franchise is successful, I could make more than 100,000 a year. Yeah, well, they're make, still in school. Well, they're still in school, you know? Right, right. Well, they're yeah, still in school, yeah. So, so just to just to break it down, the the uh, the average wait where is this? I have all my notes. The average McDonald's franchise, and this is just average. So some make more, some make less. The average McDonald's franchise has net sales of two point seven million dollars. That means mm -hmm. that's how much you know hamburgers oh, and stuff they sell per year. Just one one franchise, as in one restaurant, one chain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On average, some make less, some on make average. more. Two point seven million uh, a year. And then, but then you have expenses. So, right. uh, first off, you have to pay, uh, uh, you know, for food. You have to pay for right. for paper, like the plates are right. paper and stuff. Um, and that that comes to about almost a million. And then you have to pay, you know, your employees, the manager, the taxes, uh, uh, advertising. You know, that's kind of controllable though. You could hire less, fewer people. You can right. pay less taxes. And then you have to pay um, rent and interest expense, but I'm taking that off. So, right. so, and you have to pay for your license. You have to pay McDonald's, you know, okay. kind of a, a franchise fee every year. Uh, you know, so, so again, every, this is all rough because some of these expenses you can control. That's why I'm saying the, the actual average McDonald's franchiser or franchisee makes 153,000 a year, but because Mark Zuckerberg's dad is going to buy it for him, and let's say he doesn't have to pay rent or the fees or whatever, um, and he doesn't have to pay interest. You know, he'll make a little bit more than hundred fifty-three thousand. He'll make maybe three hundred thousand. Right. Well, the, my my the other question is: so let's say if I do go that route, it's only hundred fifty thousand a year. I wonder how much I can scale off that. Like, I wonder if it's gonna be hundred fifty thousand for the rest of my life, or or maybe. Maybe. No, assume it, assume it goes up with inflation because the prices of the French fries goes up and right and and also then if you own a McDonald's franchise there's there's various things you can do. First off, a, a McDonald's franchise is one of the most reliable franchises right. of anything. Like like if you got if you got an Applebee's franchise, for instance, you might be screwed because Applebee's might go out of business. But right. McDonald's is never going out of business, so this is a pretty stable kind of franchise and your and your ink mcdonald's is a pretty stable audience like right you know mcdonald's as a company makes something like 39 billion dollars a year right um most of that from the franchises and because he's buying you the franchise you know already what the historical value of that franchise is it's been making money let's say for 10 years it's in a good location your dad's buying it for you you're not starting right. one from scratch and right. you know the, i just want to add also if you're entrepreneurial you can use the cash flow from one franchise to go to the bank and borrow money to buy other franchises. Right. So you can actually build a business owning a whole bunch of franchises and then that will help you save money on buying, you know, you'll get discounts on buying like the trays and the food and all, all that kind of stuff. Well, I guess also the other the other benefit of uh, running a McDonald's franchise is like you don't have to be twenty four. You don't have to be there twenty four seven. Like it could be one of your passive income. Like passively, you get we would get. Uh, I'm not so 000. sure, but but you a could be right because yeah. you have to at least hire a manager then. So that yeah. will. But if you own like like three or four franchises, you don't have to be at each store obviously yeah. all the time because it's impossible. So you you'd hire some managers, but overall you're saving money because you're combining costs 
and you're making more money because you have more than one franchise and right. so you can afford to hire managers. So yeah, yeah. you could be building your, a business, a franchise business. So here's my answer. Uh-huh. I would like to um, do both. I would take my dad's um, offer and then I would pay for Harvard myself. Uh, but wait, how would you pay for Harvard yourself? Your dad, he's buying the McDonald's. He's not giving you money. Right, but see, after a year, I could make the you know money, and then I right. can slowly pay for my own. What 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 if you're you can't do that? What if Harvard's going to withdraw their offer to you if you don't take their offer right now? None of this both okay, shit. So- like we're not. You can't <laughs> cheat on this question. <laughs> I, I guess I guess what James <sighs> meant is like if. If you have the decision to make right away, this is Sophie's choice. Like a, okay. Which one yeah, of your yeah. children are going to a concentration camp? Except it's not that; <laughs> it's McDonald's or Harvard. Wait, is that okay. what the Sophie? So, you know what? I'm going to say Harvard. Okay, and and why is that? So I'm thinking because I may not want to be in the restaurant business, and I I'm 18. I don't know, so I feel like if I go to college or I go to Harvard, I can just take more time to figure out what I want to do and I can network. Well, so A, that's the same choice, obviously, that Mark Zuckerberg made. And, you know, Warren Buffett's advice is investing in yourself is the best investment you can do. Anything, invest in anything that improves your own talents, particularly at that age, because you don't know what your potential is. If you just keep investing in yourself and building your talents, you're going to make far more than six figures a year, particularly if you're starting at, at that age. Now, I think for me, at least I didn't start investing in myself till later because I kind of wasted my time in college, I think. And I think a, a lot of people do. So, so that's the question. If you were on a McDonald's franchise during those four years, a, you'll save money instead of spending the money or your parents spending the money and B, um, although your parents will have bought the franchise. So that doesn't matter. But you will learn how to run a business, which is a very hard skill. And everybody else will just learn like, you know, European studies or whatever, cultural history. Right. I guess that's the, I guess that, that, that I guess there's a pro and cons right there, right? But uh, because a lot of the college students that I met, that like they don't exactly have the, the what do you call it, the life skill? Like the skill to, to, to survive or something like right. that? Yeah, like a skill. And again, I, again, I've, as I've said on this, Maybe I've said this on this podcast before. I've certainly certainly written about it. I majored in computer science. And then in my first corporate job, I was so bad at programming (laughs) that they had to send me to remedial school for two months to learn how to program. It was like embarrassing. Your first year, like even right now, how many years now? I still have to help you set up your computer. (laughs) I just have to say like, James, he just doesn't want to do it. No, (laughs) every time we log in, it'll be like Michael Dell on the screen and Michael <laughs> Dell has to wait for me to get my microphone working. That actually Michael happened. Dell, That's so funny. That actually happened. Michael Dell, if he dropped a million dollars on the ground, it, it, it wouldn't, he would make more money just to continue walking rather than pick up the million dollars. <laughs> and he has right. to wait like three minutes for me to like get my microphone working. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, James, you know, you have to change that, change that. I mean, like, I, I, I don't blame James, you know, like, like things involve, you know, but the thing is like James also hasn't been in computer science for a while now. So right. yeah, yeah, but even when I was in, I mean, I went to graduate school in computer science. I studied computer science for five years and I programmed every, and I had programming jobs. I had like six programming jobs in school though, in an academic environment. 
And I even had a published academic paper uh, on AI and programming and all this. And then I get to a job. My title is junior IT programmer. And my boss comes into my cubicle. Everyone's listening. And he says, look, we really don't want you to fail, but you're, you suck. (laughs) And you have to go to remedial classes. We'll set it up for you. And so I had to like go to New Southern New Jersey. There was an AT&T facility. Right. And I don't know, I guess HBO had to deal with AT&T to take their classes. And I learned all this basic stuff. How come I didn't learn it in college? So what yeah. I'm saying is I think I would have chosen the McDonald's because then Robin, to your point, you can do something on the side. You just can't go to Harvard. I would maybe have learned programming on the side. There's always, people always say, oh, I have no time. There's always time to do what you love. You don't have to have a job doing it. You don't have to go to school for it. There's always time to do what you love. Right. And if yeah. people listening to this say, no, no, I have no time. There's the kids, the mortgage, there's this. Don't watch TV two hours a night. Don't go, the average person spends four hours a day on social media. I mean. Yeah, my, uh, yeah. and uh, like, so like uh, my friend, my, my my friend used to tell me this, uh, told me, uh, tell me this analogy all the time. Time is like the sand in the bottle. Like no matter how much in a bottle, in a jar, no matter how big of a stone that you put it in, like you always, you can always fit sand in there. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like there's yeah. always time the, to do something. The average person spends two hours and 25 minutes per day on social media. And then the average person watches TV. I know we watch TV for probably like two hours a day. So yeah. there's always some time to do the things you love. Even if it's like, I know, uh, you know, the, the woman who wrote uh, the movie Pitch Perfect, which was a huge movie, she wrote one page a day of that screenplay on the subway on her commute to work. So, really? and, and David Levine, who was a, a mystery writer who has been on this podcast, he, he would look, he would commute into work. He would look at all the people on the train just sleeping or doing nothing. And so he wrote a couple pages a day of a, his first mystery novel. And right. uh, yeah, so there's always time. So, okay, I would run the McDonald's and I would learn about business. I would learn about managing employees. I would learn about execution and saving costs. And, you know, I'd make, you know, two, 300,000 a year. Maybe I would get excited about not McDonald's, but I'd get excited about business. So I'll buy other franchises and, and use the cash flow to buy a Subway franchise, a Panera franchise, all these things. And, right. you know, there's one company, the biggest owner of McDonald's franchises is a company called Arcos. That guy, um, that company's worth $1.9 billion owning Holy McDonald's franchises. Crap. And he did it because his dad owned two Burger King franchises and he wanted to um, buy like a mansion on some Greek island. And so he called his son and said, son, make, have the bank wire me. I need $2 million to uh, have the bank wire it to me. The bank did it that day because the tr- cash flow off of the Burger King franchises was so trustworthy. There was no background checks needed or anything like that. They just sent two million dollars. I so, guess that I guess that's a great motivation right there, right? If you want to buy a mansion on a Greek, just buy Burger King. You know, yeah, that's how, that's just Burger how you want or go own yeah. a Burger King franchise. Now, yeah. and I know I know another guy. He um. He used to be like the number two or number three guy at Domino's. So this is a guy I was in business with mm. for a while and it was a bad deal. I lost my money, but I learned one thing from him. He he used to be the number two or three guy at, at Domino's. And at one point, so he saw all the franchises. He would, his job was to kind of monitor all the franchises. And he saw there was, there was one chain of franchises. This guy owned about 30 Domino's franchises in Florida near Tampa Bay or near Tampa. And 
the franchises were going out of business. They were losing money. So he had to go down there and see what was wrong. Mm -hmm. And he saw that a, they were slow in delivering pizzas and B sometimes the pizzas were not circular. They were like oddly shaped. Mm -hmm. And he said, just make a circular pizza and you'll make your money. So he, he got permission from his boss, uh, to buy the, the franchises. He quit, he quit his job at Domino's to become a franchise owner. He bought these 30 franchises. He made like millions and millions of dollars in just a few years and then retired. Right. So, so I have a question for you. Like, I mean, now we're still on the franchise topic. I'm, I know we're going to go on another topic. I, I, have you guys seen the, the recent like supply chain issues? Yes. That, yeah. So I'm just curious, like, do you think like owning a franchise right now is still a good idea because of all the supply chains? Issues? Okay. So let me just summarize what the supply chain issues are because right. of the pandemic and because of uh, shutdowns in various countries, including China, that the places where the U.S. normal, you know, let's say Walmart normally gets its products are all shut down. The factories are shut down. The factories that make the components of like other products, they're shut down. So right. let's say, let's say Apple factories are open. They're ready to make Apple computers, but some semiconductor factory in Korea is closed. You can't make the computers. You don't get the computers. So yeah. So also there's a uh, travel restrictions as well. So like it's harder for some some product to get to some other country because of right. Uh, and not only that, there's such a backlog mm -hmm. of in the supply chain. There's something like a hundred ships. Yeah, uh, sitting uh, in the. China. Yeah, sitting in the port of LA, which is the largest and port China. in the it's, it, yeah, so so ships aren't even getting in to distribute their products. And by the way, this is the re like housing prices in part uh are are going up because lumber during the pandemic, nobody was cutting down trees. So right. there's a there's a shortage of lumber. So there's more than one reason why there's supply chain issues. In some cases because the factories are closed. In some places it's because nobody was doing the things required to make the products like, like cutting down trees. So anything from paper to housing prices to wooden desks or whatever, uh, are, are the prices are going up because lumber got more expensive. Now that's all temporary though. Eventually the factories open up. Lumber has already, is already 50% lower than its peak price. So, you know, mm -hmm. oil's coming down. So eventually all these supply chain people were saying, Oh, see, this is inflation from money printing. That's not true. It was inflation, temporary inflation, because demand right now is unnaturally high because people have not been demanding these things for a year and supply is unnaturally low. So it has nothing to do with the normal kind of economic inflation. This is purely okay. a supply and demand inflation that's temporary. Inflation that's caused by problems in supply and demand get adjusted because prices go so high that demand goes down or the supply chain gets fixed. So supply goes up again. So, okay. so that's, this is all a situation that's getting fixed. Like lumber is getting mm -hmm. fixed. So yes, Jay, it, what, what is a risk that I would think about is that, listen, a lot of restaurants went out of business during the pandemic. Robin, you were just telling me there's a list of restaurants, a big, big chains that are going out of rest, uh, business. Let me, and you, really? you mentioned Applebee's on that yeah. list. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Is it their franchise or is like some of them are franchises? Whole... Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's not the whole Applebee is gone. Well, like we wouldn't have no, Apple no, no. It's the whole. I think it's the... major restaurant restaurant chains yeah. that closed in twenty one twenty one or are closing now. They're not closing all their locations, but oh. okay. California Pizza Kitchen, which was an excellent franchise, Friendlies, which I remember as a kid was my favorite place to go. 
uh, Ruby Tuesday, that. which is a popular oh, casual really? dining place. Oh no! Yeah. Um. Wow. Th- th- this list says Chuck E. Cheese. Uh. So no. Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. Oh yeah. In June 2020, they filed for bankruptcy, and they would no permanently be closing over 30 of its locations. But oh, no. here's the thing: when these companies go franchise, when they go bankrupt, what it means is their debt gets canceled, and all the shareholders are wiped out. Mm. But then the court restructures the debt so it's a little easier for them. So they close 30 of its locations, but they still operate 500 locations. So they don't, they go out of business, but sometimes there's a different, there are different kinds of bankruptcy. Chapter 11 is when you cancel your debt and you have to rework it and and the court, um, like like California Pizza Kitchen operates 200 locations. They close permanently 46 of them. Mm -hmm. So not all of them. And mm-hmm. and I don't know if these are company owned or franchises. Uh, Denny's uh, is not going out of business. Dunkin' Donuts is sh- oh, is not say. going out of business. Um, <laughs> I have Dunkin' Do- I I have Dunkin' Donuts every morning. Please don't go no, out of business. No, it's okay. I need donuts. I like donuts. But Denny's, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. Oh, I haven't. Been Denny's there in a while. awful. I used to I like the stock back in two thousand four, but I hate it now. I hate the food. Maybe some um, of these need to go out of business because they're so unhealthy. Well, they're all unhealthy. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, and of course, McDonald's is like a cliche to say it's unhealthy ever since Morgan Spurlock did that movie, Super Size Me. Oh, yeah. You remember that movie? Yeah. For 30 days, he ate nothing but McDonald's and he gained 25 pounds and he actually had like medical problems with his liver. Oh my um, God. But he probably well, ate like really, you know, he was making a movie. So he's probably made, ate, made the worst choices. But um, something like... Uh, like the shamrock shake at McDonald's has like so, something like a hundred grams of sugar, like oh twice to what you're supposed to have per day. Or yeah. somebody said that's like eating six slices of bread simultaneously. Oh my, oh my God. God. Um, God. Like just one shamrock shake. But we already know that. It's like if you go right. to McDonald's, you know what you're getting into. Right. Right. Um, right. I mean, I haven't, I, I, I don't think I ever, uh, I haven't like ordered like that sugary stuff from McDonald's. I mean, I still have well, some Well, their french fries, fries have nuggets. sugar yeah. in them. That's why they're so good. So, but look at McDonald's. First off, there are over 14,000 McDonald's restaurants in the U.S. 200 of them closed during the pandemic, but they were all located in, or mostly located in Walmart stores because I guess Walmart's was closed. So they couldn't really do business. And I don't think those are franchises. I think McDonald's owns those. So McDonald's owns a lot of their stores, and but they make much more profit from the franchise owners because the franchise owners just give them money. <laughs> Franchise right. owners buy the food from McDonald's and and also pay to be a franchise. So it's like 80% profit margin, whereas the, the restaurants they own, there's a 16% profit margin. Well, plus but they McDonald's own the real estate. McDonald's owns also a lot of the real estate. That's what I said, uh, right. Yeah, so they they own an enormous amount of real estate, and that's... That's the business you know, they're in, is really, is a real estate. Yeah, I mean, sense. they're in both because they're, for the franchising, makes $18 billion a year, but the real estate... <laughs> value uh is certainly huge and so investors smart investors will try to always analyze what is this real estate worth in the in the real world if you had to sell it and and they they analyze mcdonald's not only on their cash flow but on the value of their real estate and so sometimes people pay too much and sometimes people pay too little yeah, so that's why, that's why, that's why I choose McDonald's. You know, <laughs> other than I have to have nuggets every night. You know, do you? I mean, it's great. No. I mean, every couple of nights because like a lot of time, like I don't, I I want something that quick, that's quick. You know, if I have rice, it's gonna be messy. I just sit there and eat it. You know, I'm gonna be fat. Uh, you know, I just have nuggets, just finger get, foods, and then just call it a day. You get a kid's meal. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like a six piece nuggets. 
Yeah. And I used to, you know, when you have kids also, like when you have little kids, they love McDonald's. So unless you're like, and McDonald's are everywhere. So if you're going on a road trip, mm -hmm. you're not going to look for like the healthy vegan choice on the turnpike <laughs> when your kids are crying. Like right. you're going to, oh, there's a McDonald's, pull over. And right. just everything, I, I feel so, starting around the age of 24, if I, I could only eat at a McDonald's once a month and my friend and I would make a big deal of it. It was the day we would eat at McDonald's. <laughs> and, and I would just order like two, two small hamburgers and fries. Oh, those are and so I'd good too. I feel like too. so bloated. I love them. I couldn't I handle know. it. I know. Well, okay. Okay. Back to the topic. So, <laughs> yes. So, yes. I, I, I mean, like, bringing it back on course. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I'm just curious about the supply chain ever because like I, supply chain is almost like how the world so, so, runs. But, so, but Jay, but Jay, but, I'm, I'm, uh, to really answer your question, the reason why McDonald's is the choice is of all franchises, mm -hmm. that's the safest. So right. McDonald's is going to make sure you're not going to fail. I mean, again, they own 14,000 and, and only 200 closed. And those 200 were mostly in, were almost all in Walmarts. So right. your franchise is not going to close. So yeah, even with the supply chain issues. Yeah. And by the way, if you have a drive-thru, McDonald's did a lot of business through in a drive-thru. So that right. didn't get affected during the pandemic and you could do delivery. So we have Uber Eats, could, everybody get, could get delivery. Right. So you would choose McDonald's then? I would have chosen, if I was Mark Zuckerberg, I would have chosen McDonald's because A, I think college, every, you only, it's like, by the way, it's like Warren Buffett said, invest in yourself because also you're going to invest in the things you love doing. Like if you love photography and you want to be a photographer, you're not going to necessarily learn photography in college, but if right. you take photography courses and spend your day taking photographs, doing what you love, you'll learn the skills for it. You'll, you'll develop your talent. You'll, you'll, you'll very quickly get to the point where you can monetize it. So I don't think he's necessarily saying go to college and going to college and taking some random course is not going to invest in myself, but I feel like going to McDonald's, I could read the books anyway. And like, why do I have to pay tuition to read books? And right. I'll be, a, a I'll run a business, make salary and learn, learn business skills are really hard. You have to learn to be a good businessman. You, you, there's no, there's no talent at it. Like you have to learn, you know, marketing. Um, you have to have ideas. You have to look, be a good manager and a good leader. You have to motivate people. You have to know how to negotiate. You have to know how to, um, uh, execute properly and, and consistently. And like, you can't have circular, you, you can't have like weird shaped pizzas, for instance, you know, there's a lot of skills to business that I think probably took me a good 10 years of being in business to learn these skills. And right. I didn't impart, it was slow because I didn't really love business, but you know, you have to learn them to survive or else you can't be a businessman. You can't be an right. entrepreneur. So you start just... learning these, these skills by owning a McDonald's franchise. And then if you want to, um, you know, learn computer programming, go to code Academy and you don't need right. like Harvard's courses because they might not teach you anything useful in real life. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over a hundred or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I love, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. 
and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away and I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still, to this day, get messages every day. James Aldercher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. 
The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I'm definitely going to use him from now Not on. that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might, you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? Hymns.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Right. I guess how it is good if you're like, oh, I want to be a doc. Doc is a doctor. Like the the, the Harvard's like give doctor degrees. When's the last? Or, Jake, or, or when's like the last a, time you asked your doctor where he went to college? Well, I mean, I, I would. I, I mean, I would still be. You know, be. I, I would. I will. I will. You know, be very relieved if I know my doctor actually has a college degree <laughs> or like a doctor degree. You okay. know, I don't. Want, I don't want the random people just <laughs> operate on me. And also, like, if he like like if he wants to be like Doctor Brian Keating, be like a physicist or whatever, he still has to go to Harvard, right? All right. All right. That that's an exception. If you want to be a right. professor, you got to go to right. college and graduate right. school. Right. If you already know you want to be like a doctor, a doctor, yeah. If but, that, you, but that's the law. Professions, like, yeah. Like, cause, so I would I would suggest that that shouldn't be the law. So somebody somebody once asked me. I was at a networking dinner, and someone who was like deputy mayor of New York or whatever at, was at this dinner and said, um, "Oh, well, what if you had a choice? You know, what if your brain surgeon?" didn't have a medical degree, wouldn't you rather your brain surgeon, you know, had a medical degree from Harvard? And I'm like, no, I just want to know my brain surgeon has done a thousand successful brain surgeries. Right, like, right, right. So what if he graduated from Harvard? Maybe he's like some drug addict and all his brain surgeries fail. Like, well, but, it, that should not be the criteria. Right, but to have the first surg the surgery, you still have to like know the, the basic. First off, you could, maybe there's an apprentice system. And so you do, you, right. you assist another good surgeon in surgeries. Maybe that's a better way to do it anyway. Right. See, okay, okay. Now I have questions for you both. You both have kids, two, uh, different kids. Like, think about your kids. What what would your kids choose? I mean, like your well, kids that age too. Okay, yeah. So Robin, let me ask you this. And then mm -hmm. J.I., I'll ask you a second. Mm -hmm. For your kids, let's say you let's say you ha were able, would would you make this offer to your kids? Uh, you know, let's say you had the money to make this offer and, and you were so inclined. Would you make the offer to your kids Okay, you can either go to Harvard for four years, or I will buy you a McDonald's franchise. I like that you ask if because this is what happening right now. I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, well, all our kids are college age. <laughs> yeah, so five kids. Um. Well, I guess I would give them a choice because I don't want to. I want them to uh, to be happy. So I don't. I don't quite believe you. I think you would want them to go har to Harvard. <laughs> Well, I did want, yeah. I mean, my kids, I wanted them to go to school. To, Why? To college. Right. 
Um, even though you've read, even before you met me, you read all my stuff about don't send your kids to college. Not all colleges, but I mean, if there are certain colleges that I feel like it gives them an opportunity to network, meet people, um, have time to grow, uh, experiment. Um, With drugs and sex? No, Go on. no. Uh, just, just to see what they like. And at 18, it's really difficult to figure out what your passions are. So I feel like giving them an opportunity to, to explore is a good, healthy thing. But, but don't you think like school, even first off, Harvard in particular, is not real life. Like, let me ask you this. After you left college, in college, you're friends with everybody who's still your age. So when you're 20 years old, you're friends with other 20-year-olds. When you're 21, your friends are 21 and so on. But after college, when have you, since you've been 22 years old, when have you ever been friends, most of your friends were your age ever, ever since then? Right. No, that's, um, I think never. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's not the real world. And then, and, and. But it's you know, opportunity. I feel like when you go to a really top uh, university, uh, you're around uh, other people that you might not have an opportunity to be around. You know, That's true. and, and but, you but, are the right. what? What you always tell me, you are the average of the five people that you. Five people, yeah. Yeah, five other college students who might be, you know, blowing off classes and experimenting with drugs and whatever. Well, <laughs> so. I'm not convinced that college, you know, the original reason for college, and look, we're going to talk more about this because we're going to do an episode of I Was Wrong, focusing <laughs> oh, on college. Not- <laughs> so maybe we, maybe we should postpone some of this discussion. But uh, uh, I would certainly, I did give my kids the choice of, mm. here's the choice I gave them. I said to Josie, I will either pay for all of your college or I will just give you the tuition in cash but during those four years, you have to watch a movie with me every day, and we discuss the movie afterwards. See, it would be it would be funny if you did that to other person's daughter. <laughs> that would be like that would be weird. <laughs> like you want to watch a movie every day with a seventeen-year-old? Like what? <laughs> what about working? Wasn't that yeah yeah? Part in, of the in, deal in retrospect, too? <laughs> in retrospect, I should have said, buy here, go to flippa.com. Thank you for sponsoring us, Flippa. Go to flippa.com and buy an online business and I will pay for it. Yeah. Like if it's within the price of the same price as tuition. Or if right. they wanted to buy a McDonald's franchise, yeah. Or even better, a Subway franchise, I would do that for them. I would, I would, and they have to do that for four years. Because I, right. I think those, I think you're not going to stop an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old from making friends. They're going to go, I'll buy a franchise in a city. They're going to make friends. Like, like, and again, we'll talk more about college and what we ended up doing with our kids in, in an episode coming out probably in about a week or so. But, you know, I see kids sometimes, they have more friends from work than from school. So, you know, that's, they're not going to not make friends if they're social creatures. Yeah. Right. So what I would do is, I, I still give them choices, but I wouldn't say Harvard. Uh, I mean, I would give them like choices like, you know, McDonald's, but I would give them the choices that I would give them as the Harvard and the school that's overseas, like maybe in Europe or Asia, Fair. because I, 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 if, if Fair I want, enough. if Give they them want more to go, bullshit choices and see what they yeah. choose. <laughs> if they want to, if they want to go to school, they will have to go to somewhere they can rely on anyone. They have to like 
they have to survive right. on their own. Like so, let's say if you're That's like as a foreigner, yeah, as a foreigner, like I have to survive on my own in in terms of like I have to figure out what's the law here. The law is different everywhere, and I have to make sure that. I, I I wouldn't get into trouble. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, honestly, you you're making a good point, which we will discuss further in the "I Was Wrong" episode of College. But like Jay, you're a great example where you left your country and you came to America, which is a very brave thing to do to to leave behind everybody uh-huh. you know. Thank and, you. and and English was not your. You know, you had trouble with English at first. I'm assuming that's true because sometimes you have trouble with English now. No, I'm just kidding. You're you're great. Um, <laughs> Not, but, um, uh, but the other thing is Jay, you went to a school, you did invest in yourself because you went to a school that's Mm -hmm. focused on your passion, which is, you know, music and audio engineering. Like you really, you did not waste your years in college. You built how much of what you do now do you think, or, or, or not even what you do now, but what got you here is because of what you learned in college. Oh yeah, for sure. It's everything because like I went to recording arts school. So it's all about audio, like live sounds, post-productions, music recording, everything audio. And then uh, on top of that, all the troubleshooting stuff is just what I learned along the way. It's like a, it's like a package that come along with it. See, that's smart. And and I think American kids, I don't, I don't want to say they're spoiled because that implies, you know, other things as well. But I think the average American is so used to Oh, well, I could afford college because there's student loans and there's this and that, and it's expected of me. So yep. American kids are kind of forced to just go to a generic college and and then they get in they don't understand debt, so they get into huge debt. I mean, student loan yep. debt has has gone up faster than inflation for forty five years in a row, and, and now it's at the highest level level ever. I, I something like fifteen trillion dollars of student loan or maybe a little less than that, wow. but I forget the number. But um you know, I remember one time I was on a podcast. I went on Alexis Ohanian's podcast. He's the founder mm-hmm. of Reddit. He um, He's married to Serena Williams right now. And right. afterwards, we were just chatting, and he told me he studied, studied European history in college. And I'm like, oh, yeah? When was Charlemagne born? And now, people who listen to this podcast know I've asked that question before. Nobody ever gets it right within 500 years, except for listeners of this podcast. Right. And <laughs> so he said something like, oh, 1350. And I'm like, no, you majored in European history. That was like your major, like that all your courses were in that. And, uh, y- you know, Charlemagne unified Europe after the Roman Empire collapsed. He's the most important emperor in European history. Most people believe 754, like in the dark, not 1330, this is 754. Right. So he was off by almost 600 years. And he's the founder of Reddit, which is like, amasses all the information on the planet but yeah. you know i i just don't think people really remember what what and it, and it's not because they have bad memories and it's not because there's bad teachers it's just when you take 18 classes and stuff you don't really remember you only remember things that you focus on and that you love i only remember things that i focus on and that i love doing and even then it's hard work to remember yeah. if you have to remember a musical piece you've got to practice it for for days, weeks, months, depending on how hard it is. And even then you might mess up if you're performing it in a performance, even if you're a professional musician. Yeah, that's why like that's why like I, I, I still good at what I do because like what I learned in school, I use it every day in my work. And, so, and you like, loved it. Like you chose yeah, to leave your country it, yeah. and go to this unknown school in northern Florida that no one's ever heard of before to learn, but it was probably a great school. It was like the Harvard of audio engineering for all I know. That's the only yeah. place where you're able to learn it. And it, was yeah. it expensive? How expensive was it? Uh, it's pretty expensive. Uh, it was a, it was a year, 
uh, and then it was like 75k. How many years did you have to go? Uh, only a year. Oh, only a year. So you yeah, don't... it's a it's a it's an expedited like an express. So like like I have associate degrees. Uh, so I'm not like smart like any other people. No, but, but uh, okay, it, it is. Yeah. You might be smarter. smarter. You might be smarter because you yeah. were smart and and you didn't spend the money. Like a bachelor's degree, whether it's a shitty school or a good school, if it's not a, a public school, it's about the tuition's about seventy thousand a year. Harvard seventy thousand a year and bullshit college in. Well, let me just check. Like, oh, I have to say, like the seventy five thousand, including housing as well. It wasn't like the the, the full tuition, right? So you spent one fourth housing. of what the average U.S. Right. student spends. You didn't get maybe you got into debt, but you certainly didn't get into as much debt. Nope. And um, and you learned a skill that you loved and a skill that you were then immediately able to apply to a career. Yeah. And three years where other people would just be attending classes and, and forgetting them, you yeah. actually were started making money. Now, yeah. I'm gonna I'm not completely correct on all this, which will again, I'm I'm teasing the I, uh, you know, we have this sub-series called I Was Wrong that we just right. started and the, the first episode was about home ownership. I'm not completely wrong, but I'm admitting some areas where I was very much wrong. And I, the same thing's going to come up with, with college. But in general, Jay, I think you made, I, like I know somebody who went to Cornell the first two years, he went to community college, got the associate's degree, and then he sw transferred to Cornell his last two years uh, so he could get the Cornell, the Ivy League degree, but he, with, you know, almost one half the price that the other students did. That. You know, I'm not saying he was smart or stupid, but that seems like a smarter way to do it. Um, yeah, and also a lot of people like sort of just brush off trade school. Trade school is actually pretty pretty smart way to go. Like you know, if you don't, you know, if if you don't know what to do, you can always go to trade school first because you learn a trade like and like electrical engineering or whatever. Yeah, like there's a whole marketing scam stuff. that yeah. says, oh, you should go to Harvard instead of like a trade school. But like, okay, the average Harvard student makes ninety thousand when they graduate, and they're probably two hundred thousand in debt. So now the question is, did Mark Zuckerberg make the right choice? It seems like he did. You know, he did the Facebook now. Well, don't forget, this is in hindsight. We we uh, know he started a, a, a trillion dollar company. But he was in the right place at the right time, and and he started that. At Harvard, I mean, it right. Was so, so like, like thinking from. about it, like how, like how do you think Mark Zuckerberg? What, what do you think Mark Zuckerberg was thinking about when he was eighteen and his dad? By the way, his his dad offered them. He didn't graduate. Right. He, Mark Zuckerberg left after a second year. So, so, so Randy Zuckerberg, his sister, and his I think he's got two other siblings. They were all offered the same option, and of course, they all chose Harvard or college or whatever. Um, but. I think his dad, his dad's name is Edward. I think Edward Zuckerberg, uh, I'll call him Ted. I think Ted <laughs> made a really interesting, was kudos to Ted for making such a fascinating offer. But what was going through Mark Zuckerberg's head, do you think, when he was made that offer? I, I think he just, well, first of all, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg is human anymore. I think he just robot. So he's just <laughs> computing what, it's, what his possibility going to be. Uh, I think I think that's it. I mean, like, do, do you think he's? I mean, okay. So tell me, I mean, tell me what he was computing. He probably should think about okay, how much, how much fun and oh, how much girls that I can meet, like because that's what eighteen years kids want okay. to. Okay, you know, a want, that probably want, right? was what you say. He probably thought, but you don't think when he's making two hundred thousand a year at a McDonald's franchise that he's not going to roll large in the club? Uh, and well, yeah, but the thing is, like at the same time, 
I well, I think I think this there was a there was a, a interesting experiment. I think um, Mitchell Kaku did or someone else did. It's like if you put if you put a cookies in front of a, a kid and then and then you ask him if you eat right now, you can have this cookie. But if you wait f- uh, for like half an hour, you can get another piece of cookies. But most of the kids will go for the cookies right there and then. So that's probably go what's go through his mind is that like he won that the money uh, and go to school right away or something like that. I, I could be wrong. You know? well, what else do you think was going Well, first off, I want to just point out something, uh, 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 what you just said. You said Michio Keiko did an experiment with cookies. Michio Keiko <laughs> didn't. He, Michio Keiko is a, is a quantum <laughs> physicist. No, right. I mean, he's not an experimentalist. He's a, he's a, he right. specializes in string theory. He's never done an experiment in his life. So right. he's not a social psychologist who does experiments like that. I think you right. fell for the bias where you take words that sound the same and think that they're somehow related. Michio Keiko experimenting with cookies. <laughs> that's why that's why that's why English is my second language. Listen, yo. my deep apologies <laughs> to Michio Keiko, who's been on four or five of our podcasts. Jay, he just fell for a cognitive bias. So we're, we're yes. really, we really on behalf of the James Alter show, Michio, you're always welcome. <laughs> Let's talk Star Trek and and if the teleportation machine is possible in string theory next time you're on. But yeah, uh, yeah you're right. So there was a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. So, so 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 yeah. What else do you think he was computing? I mean, certainly he was computing money. So so right. One money and women. Like if you're 18 years old, I'm pretty sure. Like back then, now maybe different. Now now it's like now if you're 18 years old, you think about BLM, you think about you know all these rights, you think about the environment uh, issues and all this stuff and political stuff. But back then- Mark Zuckerberg the was clearly not thinking about any of that. He could he could care less <laughs> even if he was yeah. right now. So so right. he's just thinking about money. So let's say he's thinking right. about money. What do you think he's computing? And he sees the average person. He could make like two or 300,000 a year and build a franchise business to make even more. So he saw that on one side, the McDonald's side. What do you think he saw on the college side? Huh. I wonder if, if, I wonder if on the college side, he was just thinking about the status. Because if you go to like back then, right now maybe right now maybe less so. Back then, if you you say you go to Harvard, you graduated for Harvard, you have that status, you know, like you came out like yeah, I went. Well, to- it opens doors for you. Yeah, it opens doors for you, and also like you, you feel like you're higher class. Too. Right, and and um, I I think I think you're right, particularly with Harvard. By the way, I right. I think Harvard is the main school in the U.S. that it opens doors for you because there's like kings that go to Harvard, and and right. and you know. The people who are going to run Wall Street and whatever they go, they're going to Harvard right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Mark Zuckerberg also thought, look, I'm probably an above average computer programmer. He probably thought to himself, I'm very entrepreneurial, and tech tech entrepreneurship ultimately does make more than McDonald's entrepreneurship. And so he probably figured that even though the odds are that he could make less than a McDonald's, or even though there was some percentage chance. He could make less than a McDonald's franchise owner in the long run. He probably also tried to calculate the odds that he would make significantly more, like millions and millions of dollars more than a McDonald's franchise owner. And he probably figured right. he already had a skill set that could make millions. So double down on that by going to Harvard, making the connections, and and, and so on. So I, yeah. I do think he probably and he and I think he probably figured he'd meet a lot more girls at at college at Harvard than right. as a McDonald's franchise owner. But right. Um, you know, it did work out well for him. And, and, and as you both noted, he did drop out of Harvard two years later after starting right. business. So he didn't care about college at all. It was just, he, he saw, he had 
he did what he set out to do, but he did it earlier than he thought he was going to do. He, he started Facebook. And then two years after he dropped out of college, guess what? Microsoft offered him, a, I think it was Microsoft. It was either Microsoft or Yahoo. I think, offered, I think it's Yahoo. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think it was Yahoo. I think they, they offered him, they, uh, they offered Facebook a billion dollars to buy the company. So he was 22 years old, 22 years old. And he, he owned 25% of Facebook at that time as a 22 year old. He said, no, he didn't even consider it. And he turned down $250 million for himself personally, you know, from Yahoo. If you were 22 years old, even if you loved what you're doing, would you turn down $250 million? Well, like I said, you know, like he's, 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 he's not a human anymore. He's probably computer by that point. So like, that's why he can compete that far. Like if, if it's me, I wouldn't, you know, because like, I don't think I can focus on one business for that. Uh, I, I don't think I can focus on one business for such a long time. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to focus on one thing for such a long time. I agree. Um, and, um, you know, very early on in the podcast, so Peter Thiel came on the podcast. Peter Thiel was mm -hmm. the first investor in Facebook. And so Peter Thiel was on the board. Now let's not forget Peter Thiel, when he sold PayPal, which was just a few years earlier, he made $75 million. So he probably right. would have made more than that on, he invested a half a million dollars in Facebook and he probably would have made more than he made on PayPal by selling Facebook for a billion dollars. So he really wanted Mark Zuckerberg to take the deal. He wasn't, Peter Thiel wasn't yet a billionaire. And right. He said to Mark, why aren't you taking it? You're going to be worth $250 million. You could start another business if you want. And Mark Zuckerberg is going to, he said to me, Mark Zuckerberg said to him, what else, what am I going to do with this money? I'm just going to sit around and program, uh, and make another social network and do this all over again. But you know, I'm already doing it. So why would I, right. you know, I, I, you know, and, and I guess, look, I wrote an article, I, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I wrote, I wrote an article that week saying, he was smart by not taking it because, you know, it's going to be worth a hundred billion dollars at some point. And five years after I wrote that in the financial times, of course it IPO'd in that day, it was worth, it, it hit a hundred billion dollars in value. Um, right. I remember one time I ran into, um, God, what's his name? Not, not the Winklevoss brothers, but the, remember there was a third guy that was working with them. Uh, was it Edward? No, uh, no, Edward left, right? No, no. That was the one who was working with, um, uh, Mark, but there was somebody working with the Winkle, Winklevoss twins, the Indian guy. Oh, now, now he, now he started a spec company. Yeah. Divya Narendra. So, right, so I right. ran into Divya and he said to me, actually, um, you know, Facebook stock at that point was going down. This was like a few months after the IPO. It actually was below the IPO price for a while. And he said, do you, do you really think he says, I don't know what to do. I might sell my Facebook stock. Cause you know, he won all sorts of stock in the lawsuit along with the Winklevoss right. twins. And he said to me, do you want to, should I sell? And I'm like, look, I don't know what you should do, but I think Facebook's going way, way up from here. And I don't know what he did. I never saw him again. And I never saw him before that, but, uh, I hope he held onto his shares cause they were worth, you know, 10 times more or five times more than what they were worth then. And I think he had $20 million worth of stock. So maybe he has a hundred million dollars worth of stock now. Seems like he's doing pretty well. I mean, uh, now he just started another company to help. It's called to help a spec or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, let me look. Up, let me look him up. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. But like, if it's me, like I would like, like I like I mentioned before, like I wouldn't be able to like just sit there and and keep doing what I do. I I I'm I'm the type of person like to do 
like different things. So even even I'm producing the show, engineering for the show on the side, you know, I what? still do streaming. I still do. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I'm just you know, I'm like just you know, you have you, you like you said, you have to have multiple stream of income. Uh, yeah, no, remember, no, no I agree. Talk, I, I was just well, kidding with you. Like I mentioned before, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to focus on one thing. Uh, I will be. A, I, I would need to do different right. things so, to so, sort of. So Zuckerberg obviously wanted he he loved maybe running Facebook. He wanted to focus on it. Maybe he loved other things about it other than that it was a social network. Maybe he loved being the king of the hill of the company, and maybe he thought he saw more potential with it. And right. and the the money didn't lure him. He knew he maybe he had a lot of confidence that he would make it at least that much, if not uh, twenty times more. And look, look. It's good he didn't accept the two hundred fifty million because what's Mark Zuckerberg's net worth right now? Let me ask his competitor Google. Um, Mark Zuckerberg net worth one hundred and twenty one billion dollars. Holy, holy moly! Sh- I remember for like decades, Bill Gates was the richest guy on the planet with like thirty billion, forty billion, fifty billion. Now Mark Zuckerberg is worth one hundred and twenty one billion. And he's not even right. in the top three richest people on the planet. <laughs> right. I mean, Jeff B. Well, I think Elon Musk is worth over two hundred billion. Jeff Bezos is one hundred ninety-one billion. Bernard Arnault, who's the head of LVMH, the clothing company, I guess they're worth. Right. He's worth one hundred seventy-three billion. Um, right. So yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's just a just a chump with one hundred twenty-one billion. So maybe he should have right. done that McDonald's franchise. Well, I'm just curious, like he if he's also like, uh, if he if he also like he know he has a safety net, but you know maybe the parents are rich or something like that. Maybe yeah. So maybe he wasn't really sweating like, Dad, I don't want to make 200k a year. You're worth like five million. Right. As I think his dad's like a lawyer or something. So maybe he didn't yeah. really think about you know maybe he always that gave him an option to always go for it. So Robin, would you have if if Yahoo offered you two hundred fifty million dollars for your company, would you have taken it, even though you thought that there maybe was potential for it to grow much more? I probably would not have taken it. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell really? me why. That's just how I roll. <laughs> yeah, you do. I have to say, I have to say, whenever someone says it could be worth something, could be worth X. You think it could be worth at least twice that? You and you're I always mean, not willing- all the time, but I. I do believe that if I believe in something, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna play poker with uh, with Robin. <laughs> well, with, with Robin, it, if the people are good, you place a lot of weight on the people, and that's really important in a, in business. Yes. And if 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 the if there's momentum happening, so like everybody loves what you're doing, you're gonna just keep. And if you love it, you're just gonna keep doing it. I can't, I I see yes. you making the seniors. I 100% would have taken the money, a, a thousand million percent. But here's the thing. I I would have made all the opposite choices of Mark Zuckerberg, which maybe that's, and I think those are the correct choices to make just statistically. Because how many people, like there was a social network before Facebook called Friendster. Oh yeah, Friendster. And it Friendster sucks. could have sold for like $100 million, but they didn't. They they decided to keep going. And then they went out of business and they made nothing. And, yep. you know, a similar company is, what's that company where you used to check in uh, all your location? Foursquare. Foursquare, yeah. What it does Foursquare even exist still? Like I think it still exists. It got bought by other company, I think. I could be wrong. Well, let me, let me like look it up. A few months after they started, Yahoo again offered them a hundred million dollars. Uh like what happened to Foursquare? It's still it's still it's still around, apparently. I remember I found an email uh the other day where they wrote me for their seed 
investment. Um, hey, we're this company. We did this, this. It's called Foursquare. Do you want to invest? And I didn't even respond to it. But uh, that see, I think that they changed their 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 business model. Maybe I, I think a common theme for me is that I'm making the opposite decisions that everyone else is making. And maybe like, look, right. Mark Zuckerberg obviously made the right decisions in hindsight. He's worth 120 billion dollars. Facebook has two or three billion users. But I don't know. Maybe I feel like Warren Buffett's advice. I like, it's like, spend time on what you love doing. And I feel at the McDonald's franchise, I could have explored more what I love doing and I would have had the money to do it at an early age. I didn't have any money at all until I was 27. And, you know, I was totally broke with $0 in my bank account. Of course I would have taken 250 million. But listener, what would you think about these choices? Maybe offer these choices to your children and see how they would respond. My kids, I offered it to them all the time. They never listened to me. We'll talk more about that. But I think Mark Zuckerberg made brave choices. Robin, I think you would have made a brave choice. Jay, I think you made really great choices in your own life. Oh, thank you. Maybe oh, yeah. I didn't make such a great choice for you, but nobody offered me these choices anyway. So right. anyway, think about it. Listener, I hope this was interesting. Send us a tweet. You know what? If you like this, it really helps. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Leave five stars or four stars or six stars, whatever it is. Right. Write to Uber and give, tell them to give me a good Uber rating if you can. No, I have, I have a really good Uber rating. Uh, our ex, one person who used to work on this podcast but doesn't anymore <laughs> had a horrible Uber rating because his girlfriend kept bringing her dog onto the Ubers. <laughs> but, uh, and, and then she, I don't know what else she would do, but uh, that has nothing to do with this choice. So McDonald's or Harvard, zero dollars or two hundred fifty million. You decide. Good luck. Thanks for listening. Thank you. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.